0: The Chiefs lose to the Broncos, and the trade deadline looms. Let's
1: talk about it. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory. It's
0: a live edition of the KC Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank, Member FDIC. Maddie Lane, your beard looks darker than normal today. I don't know if it's the lighting or what, but just it just looks a little darker today. Well, little, 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 uh, little Halloween costume uh, edition, or is it just is it just on point today?
2: Are you fishing to get us to compliment you about your haircut? Like, are you trying to lob out compliments <laughs> just all
0: willy nilly so that we remark on your haircut? Is that what's happening right now? And I was talking about your facial hair. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what we're doing here. I feel you like, guys I should think know it's, it's haircut true. day. It's every 35 days. <laughs> I feel like you, you got the buddy. Visual. You're you're the only
3: one who has access to that calendar. We we don't. <laughs> I thought you guys started keeping one. Hell no. <laughs> it was, what December fourth? <laughs> December 4th, Kent's going to come
2: in with a fresh cut and he's going to compliment Craig's head just to try to get us to talk about his head. <laughs> kind of
3: thing. Craig, your, uh, hair, your head looks extra bald today. What have you been <laughs> doing lately? I
2: can see myself in it. My hair looks real nice. That's how he's going to go with it. Uh, Anyway, Craig, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing fantastic, fellas. Uh, Chiefs lost yesterday that's and funny. that really sucks. Um, that, that That's not fun. There's a whole lot of fun or unfun discourse happening today. I'm taking a small bit of solace in the fact that Sporting Kansas City won a playoff game yesterday. So um, yeah, that that helped act as a small bit of
0: salve over the Chiefs' problems that were discovered yesterday. And the uh, KSJ Kansas Jayhawks uh, beat the number six Oklahoma Sooners in football. And that happened before the game. I wasn't. I wasn't like eh, yeah, yeah. Craig, do you think Maddie's facial hair just looks a little darker? Or is it I
3: just me? Really, uh, feel comfortable talking about Maddie's facial hair if we if we're being
0: honest here. I don't I don't know what's it's going wet. on. When <laughs> I just I yeah, I just I uh, that is that is news to me. Uh okay. So Chiefs lose. I we have a lot of conversations to have potentially about it. I you know I mean I don't know how much we really want to go specifically into the Broncos game. I'm sure there will be some stuff that bleeds over into it, but I think like one of the big overarching conversations that we want to have, it, it's it's stemming around the wide receivers, the wide receiver room, and I mean I've got a lot of thoughts on this. I know you guys do too because we've spent all day talking about it. Um, and I, yeah. you know, there is also yeah. <laughs> what, and there's a, there's a trade deadline that's less than 24 hours away. I think we're sitting 19 hours from the trade deadline happening here. So, you know, I, I think assessing where we are at it, essentially the midway point of the season, you know, uh, this was supposed to be the runway for this team, uh, to figure things out in the wide receiver room.
2: They figure figured it out. out of it. No, I think they did figure it out. The wide receiver room ain't it. They figured it out <laughs> just fine. I think they accomplished the goals accomplished, Kit.
0: Mission accomplished. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, look, like there are there's one giant redeeming quality in this wide receiver room, and it's Rashi Rice. Justin Watson. Uh he just I mean, Justin Watson well, if you wanna
2: Okay, like, we can you say we are gonna bleed into the game. I just rewatched it. Justin Watson, uh is open. Justin Watson, <laughs> when he gets the ball thrown to him. Justin Watson was wide open down the seam before Sky Moore dropped that touchdown on first down of that down a series. And I guarantee you he catches it if the ball's put into his uh, belly button. So, and I don't know. I, I'm not accepting Justin Watson slander anymore. Okay? Like, we joke, we jest that he's a wider that he's the Chiefs receiver. No, no, he is. Like, I think Rasheed Rice has a higher ceiling. Justin Watson's better right now. He's the only guy only wide receiver that Patrick Mahomes will throw the ball to with anticipation. He's the only guy that doesn't have to get out of his break before the the pass begins coming his way. He's the only guy that's earned that trust, whether it's his, you know, skills at the catch point, whether it's running routes to the right spot, like whatever it is, he's the only guy that gets the anticipation, the trust throws from Mahomes. And I mean, he makes the most of them. So like we spent all offseason, not just us, but like every Chiefs fan, is like, oh man, Justin Watson's back. This stinks. Hopefully he's cut, but his contract says he won't be Thank God they have him. His no. <laughs> would look absolutely horrendous without Justin Watson right now. like he's doing so much for him. so like yeah, I mean I you were saying there's one redeeming thing. I knew where you were going with it, but
0: like Justin Watsons <laughs> played very good football. So like I just had to he's that not a progress before. he's not a progress stopper. He's the only not progress. A progress stopper. <laughs> well, that that our King Rishi Rice. but yeah uh thank God for Justin Watson and his st- stability and his steady presence and his uh, consistency within the offense. So, yeah, shout out.
3: Shout yeah, out. there there is consistency there. And I'm with Matty. I don't disagree with it. We're still talking about a guy that if he played all 17 games right now would be averaging 633 yards. Like, that's terrifying. I mean, that's that is the exact indicator that you need to even get into this conversation right there. Justin Watson right now is wide receiver one. Like, I, it, he is, and we joke about it, but he is, and he has been playing very well. He has earned the trust of Patrick Mahomes. He's not just a vertical ball guy. That catch that he made along the sideline was phenomenal, but he does a lot more for this offense, and he's only going to be around 630 yards over a 17-game season. That is terrifying. They are not getting anything out of this wide receiver group, nothing major. And that is really, truly scary. This team goes as far as the defense allows Travis Kelsey to go. We have seen teams play these soft zones, allow him to get open in the middle of the field and allow the Chiefs offense to really burst onto the scene, get some stuff going, put some points on the board. Those are the good offense stuff that we remember, you know, because it's consistent when the defenses allow it. When you've got a game plan like Denver did yesterday, where it's just basically, hey, we're going to bracket Travis Kelsey and literally anybody else go beat us. Like, seriously, somebody else go get open. We're going to force Patrick to try and throw with anticipation to any one of these other guys, and it just doesn't happen. And so, Matt is absolutely right. Justin Watson, wide receiver one. That is a scary place to be in for the Kansas City Chiefs, right?
0: I don't think this is a day to go and flex all of the receipts that we have. I don't, and, and so like because this is we're halfway through the season, and like we're all rooting for good things to happen. We want Sky Moore to be Jerry Rice. We want Rasheed Rice to also be Jerry Rice. We also would like for Kadarius Tony to also be Jerry Rice. Uh, three Jerry Rices. Um. But they I think say, Moss in there, they don't yeah, have can, to be cherry.
2: Can rice. we get a Randy I, I, a To? I mean, I'll <laughs> even settle for a Calvin at this point. If you, you want, know what, if you want a little, di-
0: I'll settle for. A if you Tyree want a little Kill. diversity, oh. <laughs> mm. Kadarius can be Ty Tyree Kill. Uh, no, yeah, no okay, not stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so like I don't think like this isn't. I told you so. This isn't. Uh, you know, a, a receipts day. Like, there's a little bit of it because the fears of people that have clamored for wide receiver have been proven right. Uh and but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of to this. I don't know where to start. I I want to start with, I guess, like Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore. So Kadarius Tony was, I know Sky Moore start. I know Sky Moore was. The has been the poster child of the blame for Chiefs fans when it comes to this this receiver room, and Skymore's been bad. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Kadarius Tony's been worse. Kadarius Tony's not been good, and you know we were told as Chiefs fans heading into the season. By reporters. And I'm not blaming the reporters. I'm I'm blaming I'm frustrated at the information we received that very likely came from the Kansas City Chiefs themselves. That Sky or that that Kadarius Toney was going to be the wide receiver one, and the Chiefs view Kadarius Toney as the wide receiver one for this team. Kadarius Toney is averaging five point seven yards per catch. Craig Stout had more rushing yards than Kadarius Toney yesterday. yards per catch is the worst receiving yards per catch of any member on the team, including soon-to-be-traded, cut-whatever, Richie James, who is averaging six on his one catch. I know that, I know that, like, we'll talk about Sky and all that stuff, because there's a lot of layers to that. Kadarius-Tony, the the Kadarius-Tony discourse has been way too quiet, and I know that, We can explain away the injuries that started the season when he got hurt trying to return punts before the first training camp practice. And we can explain away some of that and say, well, he's off to a slow start. It is the middle of the season. And he is getting less run than he was to start the season. He received 20% or less of the snaps the last two weeks. And he's done nothing with them. We talk about Sky... But we were put. We had we had Kadarius Tony wide receiver run one rammed down our throats, and the best availability is av- best ability is availability, and he's not available, and he hasn't. I mean, he's worse this year than he was last year. It's inarguable. In seven games last year, he had 170 yards receiving, and this year he's averaging 5.7 yards per catch in eight games. So. I I, I want to start with Gary Stoney, Maddie. Like this, this, this. You're gonna love this because, like, of all the people in Chiefs Twitter Kingdom, podcasting oh, Chiefs oh, Media, do whatever you me. want to call it.
2: Don't do this to me. Don't do this. Do Pull the receipt this out. This it's me. giant. It's a CVS receipt. Don't. don't uh, where to go? Where to go? Okay. Here's the thing. I don't think you can have it both ways. I don't think you can sit here and say that you were happy with the you're happy with anything that happens with Kadarius tony because he helped won a super bowl because of a punt return and catching a wide open corn dog play last year and then turn around and be upset that he's just an offensive weapon this year if you were fine with him just being an offensive weapon and a returner last year then you got to be fine with it this year and that's just who he is i don't i don't think you're allowed to flip-flop if you weren't happy with what his role was last year then you're allowed to continue to not be happy with it but if you thought it was fine last year you're fine with it this year all it takes is one play in the playoffs. And that justifies it according to some. That was everyone's justification for the trade being already good enough was he made one play. And that was enough for everybody. That's fine. Hi, it's me. That's fine. That's cool. If that's what you you wanted, that's cool. I just didn't think a third round pick for half of a rookie contract, over half of a rookie contract, but just a little bit over, of a rookie contract for a guy who's never been a real wide receiver at any point in time post high school, and I think in high school he was probably a quarterback, uh, was a trade that I would have made. I don't think that's a trade that I ever would have made. And I get it. He played a role in the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl. A very good one, but it was just specifically a role. He returned a punt that I'm not sure the Chiefs don't score if they have to drive down the field in that play anyway, given the way that game was going out. It's not getting any better. He's the same guy. He's just an offensive weapon. He's literally an offensive weapon. And like, I can go find one clip every single game of him running a whip route or a slant route that looks really nice, but it's just one play of him being an athlete. He's just running an athlete route. And then there's no nuance, there's no technique to it as you continue. You don't see his routes, his route tree expand. You don't see consistent play from him. The Chiefs, with two different wide receiver coaches, two different OCs now, have decided that he's just an offensive weapon. The Giants, with one that coaching, offensive staff, butter decided, knife so far. The one Giants coaching staff didn't even want him to be on the team. Didn't even want him to be on the team. And they traded him away. The other offensive coaching, the other coaching staff in New York thought he was an offensive weapon. Two different coaching staffs at Florida thought he was an offensive weapon, a very good one his senior year, but still just an offensive weapon. That's what he is. That's what they have. And as long as they know that, that's fine. And if that's what he's going to be, it is what it's okay. Our expectations just can't be that he's a wide receiver. We need to quit considering him as a wide receiver until he starts showing us a reason to think he is. And, like, that's fine. Do whatever you want with the trade. It's just if you were okay with him last year, you're okay with him this year because you're just waiting for him to make one play.
3: And the The hard part is just the fact that it appears this team went into this season and said, that's the guy that's going to take the big step, that's the guy that we're counting on to make the big moves, and he's going to be wide receiver one. That is the narrative that was put out there by this team. And even when they signed him last year, when they made the trade and they made a move for him, you... If you read between the lines there, Andy Reid said, listen, this is a future move. Like, we we believe that this kid's got it. Like, we believe that he can wide receive. We believe that he is a valuable asset to this offense in the future. Yeah, it's going to take a little while to get him, you know, schemed up and going. And it certainly happened faster than all of us expected. I, I sat here about this time last year and went, oh, man. Look at him already getting integrated into the offense over Sky Moore. That was happening for certain hmm. in some of these manufactured touches. Obviously, he plays a role in the playoffs there, but they appeared to have not made moves based on the fact that they thought that Kadarius Tony was going to step into this role. Now, obviously, the injury definitely affected the way that he was able to prepare during training camp, get some of the reps that he needed and things like that, but that's kind of his M.O. You listen to you know, Brett Beach talked about it. It's like goal number one for this guy is make it through training camp healthy. And then he did. And now we are to it the through. point. He did it. make it into the first practice. We are now to the point where there is obvious load management happening here. Like it, it, it is. It, if this team felt like Kadarius Tony was going to be able to get on the field, help them score points near the ends of football games, he would be out there. He's there for the first 15. He is there for some spot duty throughout the first half and a little bit in the second half. He is not a focal point of this offense. If he was, he would have a game where maybe he played more than 43% of the snaps this season, and he hasn't. They haven't been a single game. As a matter of fact, there have been three under 20%. That is scary. That That, that really is scary. So they do have this guy on this roster that is – is a weapon with the ball in his hands. I think all of us will agree with that. You get him the ball, get it in his hands, super weapon with the ball in his hands, and they don't feel comfortable using no. him.
0: Okay, and so like like uh, I'll say I'll make this final comment on Kadarius Tony. It's like okay, so like the argument is oh well he doesn't get enough opportunities, he doesn't get enough snaps, they're managing his love, blah, blah blah blah. He's doing nothing with them. He is literally their worst statistical receiver. 5.7 yards per catch and everybody
2: that's caping for him right now has more rushing yards this season than he does on 6 carries.
0: He has 6 carries for negative 5 yards. There is no like silver lining about opportunity. Like it's not that he's doing more with less, he's doing nothing with little. And it's like there's no justification right now. Like he's he's not he's not been good. And like even if even if the argument is healthy you knew the bill of goods that you were getting when you when you traded for him this is not a new issue with Kadarius Tony he has a medical history he always has and so you're banking on him improving and him staying healthy and he's done neither and we had to hear all offseason the reason and the justification for this team not investing in the wide receiver position was because they believe Kadarius Tony's wide receiver one well he's not And he's been literally their statistically worst receiver. Pass catcher. Just pass catcher. Isaiah Pacheco's done more in the passing game than him. Clyde. Jarek. Noah. Blake Bell. Blake Bell. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this.
3: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
1: We're brought to you today by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil or trouble. Manscaped is all new. Handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treats this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code KCSN for 20% off, plus free shipping. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel size package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. There's no trick with this treat. Manscaped has you covered. Get 20% off and free shipping with code KCSN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. With code KCSN. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like
2: you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it? Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back. So you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. I've personally been talking to somebody for a few years now, and it's amazing how much better you'll feel by learning more about yourself through it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN today to
4: get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash KCSN. Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: We ready to move on from Ghidarius? Yes. Yeah?
2: <laughs> Wait, no, right, is that move. is that for the show or is that the Chief? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Speaking of... My answer is the same. <laughs> we know. We know. Uh, all right. Falcons so, need more yak, guys. Well, they don't want to throw. Just sit for the Falcons. Well, okay. Well, that doesn't solve... He didn't solve their problem either. Um, Okay. So let's move on to... I guess let's move on to Sky. I do feel... I really do feel bad for Sky. I think he's a good kid. Um, And I think... You know, it we you if you read some of the commentary about him last year and some I think he's a guy that has struggled with confidence in the past. I don't know if anything that's happened this year is helping him and I hope he's off Twitter. <laughs> I hope, you know, I hope he's not reading anything because uh that's not gonna help him, you know, gain any confidence. Um, you know, Sky Moore, I think the other guy that has kind of really failed this group. Um again I, I feel I'm sorry Sky because I was I was a big fan of yours but I got I got some I got some stuff to say Sky Moore was definitely one of the guys that there was hope for and in belief that he was gonna take a step and you you know going in and working with Mahomes every single day and, and not missing any of those reps in Dallas and there in Texas when he was down there working with Mahomes and um you know hoping to parlay that that first career touchdown um you know against uh in the super bowl and hoping that was a a sign of confidence and returning a punt in the afc championship game and you're just looking at all these like little indicators like these should be confidence builders for him and i think the chiefs have really tried to instill and build his confidence up i think the way they talk about him has tried to instill some confidence in him but here we are and i want to just read this out for you sky Moore average 37.3 Thirty-seven point three receiving yards per game in September. That's including a goose, like goose egg in Week One, but like a couple big games look like he was really on the way up. He's averaged eleven point two yards per game receiving in October. That's less. That's almost half as much as Blake Bell. Um, he's not only not stepped up to the plate, he has progressively gotten worse and. I haven't looked at last year's averages per game, but I think he averaged more per game last year than he has in October. <laughs> like it's just, and he's on the field more, and man, they, I, rough. Just, I, this is a, this is a sample size, folks. This is a big old sample size we're sitting on now, and it is not looking good, even. It's looking worse than it was last year. Yeah,
3: and by the way, uh, last year was 15.6 yards. Per wow, me. so it's actually less than, than yeah. the season here, and that's because Sky Moore is currently tracking for 350 yards receiving, and that is also terrifying. I'm using that word a lot today, but it is. Like, we spent years clowning on McCole Hardman for not being able to carve out a role on his rookie deal, quote-unquote wasting a second-round pick and all of that. Right now, Sky Moore is projected to go for 350 in this season. Cole Hardman's worst year in Kansas City was 297 in a year that he played eight games because he got hurt. By the way, Sky Moore's played eight games this year right now. He's got 168 yards. Like, that's, they, it, it's bad. It's really bad. And it's he's trending down. It's trending down. He's the guy that we've talked about repeatedly. The guy that they trust to run the entire route tree. That is backing off as well. Andy Reid came out and said today, you know, oh, hey, you know, Sky Moore got his arm hit, you know, going up for that, you know, <laughs> touchdown pass at the end of the game and all of that. Yeah, he did. But he also didn't put himself in a good position to track that ball over his shoulder. He made that a lot more difficult on himself by the way that he ran that route, by the way that he tried to locate the ball, by the way that he stacked the DB, all of that stuff. That's all receiver stuff. Like we all look at the end result there and say, Oh yeah, no, he got his arm hit and you know, the refs didn't call it and et cetera, et cetera. There was a litany of things leading up to that that could have made it a lot easier on himself. And it didn't. And that's kind of a microcosm of his role in this offense. He you know, you you take screenshots, you look at various things, and you're like, hey, listen, Sky was open on this play, and Patrick didn't look for him. Yeah, that does happen. Maybe he's late. Maybe he's not in the spot that he's supposed to be. Maybe he didn't, you know, stem the route appropriately. Maybe there's something else. There's always something that's not quite right to the point that now Patrick Mahomes doesn't trust him. And threw him a big moment, you know, put the ball in his breadbasket right there at the end of the game. And it doesn't go well. It doesn't help build the trust. There's not a whole lot of positives to take from what we have seen from Sky Moore right now. And it really sucks because the player that I watched in college, I really loved and loved the way that he played football. And it just has not translated to the NFL, right?
2: Okay. Compliment sandwich. Um, Sky Moore did just as much last year as Kadarius Tony for this team. He had one punt return in the playoffs and caught a wide open corn dog, and yet that wasn't enough to buy him grace for his entire rookie contract. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Um, so that was the good, the bad, almost everything this year. And actually, this is a, I, Sky Moore can't read off his stats, and I do agree that his you know his yards per game going down is is concerning. But I think the Chiefs offense generally has been playing better in October. So like, and maybe it's a coincidence, but his role getting reduced while Rasheed Rice and Justin Watson seems to be increasing, seems to help the offense overall. That's not a ringing endorsement of uh, Sky
0: Moore at all. Don't get me wrong. Oh, go ahead. And they, they all, well, they also just had their best offensive performance without Justin Watson wide receiver one. So like, eh, you know, you know, you know.
2: They could have used him in the second half. Um, And so the other roles are improve, like getting more and like expanding, and Sky Moore seems to be getting reduced a little bit. They've moved him out of being a full-time Z wide receiver, which is like the primary wide receiver, the guy that Andy Reid wants to funnel his stuff to, and now he splits that role with Rice, with Watson, with a bunch of guys. And so that seemed to help the offense getting him not to be the main guy, and you would hope that would be good for his ego. Now you're not relying on him as much, and we've seen flashes. We've seen him make some, a couple nice back shoulder throws. We've seen him make a couple nice little whip routes and like get open. Like we've seen little glimpses of him doing exactly what we thought he could do. The issue that comes in is it's just it's a lack of consistency. This deep post is run. He never adjusts his angle for the fact that he's already behind the safety. He doesn't need to keep running behind the safety. He literally can just straighten out and he's got a walk-in touchdown, but he's still a little flat. Mahomes still throws it kind of where he needs to, but he never sees the ball. I don't care about the arm being grabbed or not. He never saw the ball. It hit his bicep while his head was still looking for the ball. Like he never saw it. And like that's a that's a wide receiver move that he didn't that's quite make. It's
0: a weak excuse too. I'm sorry, oh, it's there. an excuse. No, it's I a weak grab. It's not. It's no. Like that's. And I'm, this is why. This is why I wonder if they're just trying everything they can to keep Skymore's confidence up and helping defend him. Because that is just, I, Andy does not complain about the rest very often. I play that you complain about the rest on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just that. Uh, yeah. And there's there's no, way I, other, there's way more calls this year that have been worse than I'm sorry.
2: It's, it, it's just even beyond that game. I was like, It's just, it's a tough spot. Cause I know they need Sky Moore to do something. I know he obviously wants to help. And if you watch him for a whole game, you're going to find plays where he does get open. And you're like, oh man, I really wish they would throw him the ball here. And it doesn't happen. And then it seems like the few times they do go his way, he's not open or something like that. So like, it's just, it's been unfortunate for him. It's been unfortunate for the team that it hasn't quite clicked, but here it is. At The end of the day, they have to quit. They just have to keep, they can't rely on him. Like whether that means a trust or whether that means just putting him out there as often awesome as they do, they can't rely on him right now. In the first half versus Denver, there was two or three times where he was ISOed one on one on the backside. He ran a dig or a comeback and he got open. Mahomes was just reading the front side of the play. The ball doesn't go his way. Not saying good, bad, it is what it is. The Chiefs clearly noticed. And the second half, they looked that way. The backside ISO to Sky Moore became the primary read. And guess how many times he got open on those? Zero. It just, like, when they went back to it and they tried to find it, he wasn't no longer getting open on those. And I'm not saying that's his fault necessarily because he was getting open early in the game. It's just, it was unfortunate and there's a lack of consistency. They can't go to him. They can't plan on him winning these one-on-ones. They can't plan on him winning downfield. They can't plan on him making guys miss after the catch. Where do you plan on using him then, right? Like, where do you plan on using Sky more when you start to rack up just these um, plays that aren't going positively for the Chiefs? I think that's the issue they've run into. They need to have more talent so they can reduce him his role way back down. They need to bring it back down until they can find out where to use him to get easy success before throwing it back. back out there and having him do everything. He's not good running with the ball. He's a tragic running he, back. I'm just, I'm just, I'm saying, but his vision when he's out on the side is bad. He, him running screens is terrible. He picks the wrong side of the block every single time. And I, I, I'm not trying to pile on it, but like they've just been bad. He's he's relatively explosive. When he catches the ball on the move, he gets north and south very quickly. And like that's good. And that's why we liked him at Western Michigan. Catch a slant, get upfield. Catch a comeback, get upfield. That's what he did. He's just struggling to get to that point in the NFL. I think the physicality of NFL corners are really bothering him too. I think that's something we have seen with McCole Hardman as well, trying to run routes. Like they just they they're struggling. And I don't know how you start to factor him into the offense until you find something he can do.
0: All right. So I'm seeing a lot of comments asking, you know finding it funny that Patrick Mahomes' is fault that he's not throwing to open receivers, you know, asking if Mahomes is holding on to the football because he doesn't trust his receivers. The answer is yes. He doesn't trust his receivers. And it's not just the throws he doesn't make. There was an out route to Sky Moore the other... All right, so let's let's look at two plays with Sky. There was an out route that Sky Moore ran a few weeks back, and he ran it to the wrong depth. And Mahomes wanted him at a different depth than he than he threw it to. So Mahomes threw it to a shorter depth, and and Sky was upfield. Okay, then let's go a week. I think it's a week later. Sky Moore tries to run it, runs an out route. Mahomes holds onto the ball longer. He waits for Sky Moore to break, and then he throws the ball softly on the out route because there was so much leverage. He had enough space to do it. He threw a he threw a ball softer because he wasn't confidently seeing or trusting that Mahomes, uh, that Sky was going to break at the right depth and that he was going to break correctly. So I want to say that there's a lack of trust 100%. And Mahomes did not forget how to play football overnight. And Andy Reid did not forget how to call plays overnight. This is, as we are months removed from a historic offense. There is one variable here that is drastically different than years prior. And it is the wide receiver position, a lot of inexperience, and a lot of guys that he he's not confidently seeing do what they want what he wants done and here's another caveat I think is very important and I think people need to understand the ramifications of of a receiver running the wrong route in between the numbers specifically is it's so substantial the ball is at risk so at, at, at at a great magnitude when the ball is thrown in the middle of the field and a receiver doesn't do what he's supposed to do. It is crucial that he trusts specifically what is happening in between the numbers. Like it's everywhere. Don't get me wrong, but the stakes are so much higher in between the numbers because if you're running a wrong route, there's there's there you're ob, you're you're very often it's a it's a triangle game. There's triangles of defenders and triangles of receivers. So there's very often going to be a defensive back that is potentially able to count you know to make your mistake. Turn into a touchdown or an interception. The stakes are so high, and so Mahomes holding on to the football in the middle of the field because he doesn't trust this group is turnover avoidance. Sometimes, and it, and I'll, I'll I'll hold this I'll hold this thought for the for after the break. Unless I, I'm, I'm, we're going to take a break, we'll be back right after this because I do have one more little addition to this to this comment. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app, find it on the App Store or Google Play.
3: Just search KC Sports Network.
0: All right, I tease that like there's there's like a little caveat to the end of Mahomes needs someone that they trust in the middle of the field. Yeah, yada, yada yada Um I don't think the bar to clear is super high for this receiver room from a talent perspective to move the needle. For this receiver room, it's literally just someone else that Patrick Mahomes trusts that can run the right, that reads leverage, that reads coverage, that runs the right route, that works to space, and is going to be there consistently. See, well, I mean, Justin Watson, like, just like it, look how look at like just like Justin Watson's productive because he's doing the right things. He's not a like he's not the most he's the one of the least talented receivers on this football team, but Justin Watson is. Where he needs to be, he's doing what he needs to do. It's it's consistency. It's it's co- reading coverage. The the I don't think the bar to clear for this offense to look significantly better is super high. It's finding one other player that could really just be trusted in areas that Mahomes wants to throw the football and then be trusted when Travis Kelsey gets covered when it, when he gets bracketed when he gets doubled, which is I'm um, again no receipts. It is what we have – this is something we have spent a lot of time talking about this summer. This is the concern, and the concern is being realized. When Travis Kelsey gets bracketed and you try to make someone else beat you, they don't have an answer for it. But I don't think that bar is very high to to clear. It's not hard to clear. Whatever – you know what I meant, Matthew. I know I've talked for like six minutes straight. But Yeah, what are we talking about? (laughs) I –
2: so I think this started with, is there some blame for Patrick Mahomes in this? And I mean, like, yes, because I don't think he's playing as good as he has in the past, right? Like there's definitely clearly he's not playing his best football right now, but then you have to take into account the situation. And I think like to some of Kent's point, like he, he just talking about Sky Moore, but this is good beyond Sky Moore. This includes Rasheed Rice, who I think we all are big fans of. This includes MVS, who we were, you know, had a pretty good game last week and then now was up and down. So many times guys are getting out of their breaks and not coming back to the ball. And that's just such a most basic, simple thing. You can't come out of a break and stay flat in the NFL. It just doesn't work. You have to work back towards the ball to become friendly. Guys are coming out of breaks on these corner routes. And I'm not saying that Mahomes is right or the receivers are right, but they're coming out at different angles than he's throwing it. Whether that's a read, whether Mahomes is just off on all of them, I don't know. But we're also seeing receivers come out flat and the ball going up over their heads. We just see so many times. Sky, more specifically, has had a lot of plays where Mahomes is stepping in to uncork a throw to him, and you can actively see him adjust how he's throwing. Not his arm angle, not what he's doing. You just see him start to pull back and take a little bit off. He's done it to other guys too. He's not throwing with confidence in the same way he has in the past, and it's to the point to where not, I don't want to speculate injuries, but when's the last time, again, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, when's the last time you've seen Patrick Mahomes fire a ball? And whether it's trust in someone catching it over the middle of the field but when's the last time we have seen Patrick Mahomes just absolutely unleash one as typically over the middle of the field when's the last time we've seen him throw a perfect deep ball besides the Sky Moore one like that was a great throw but like when's the last time we saw him really push a ball deep deep down feels just sometimes you want I'm starting to wonder is there an arm velocity issue that's happening or is it just a complete lack of trust and belief in the receivers that he's got it's like yeah he shares some blame, but the situation he's in, it's really hard to play quarterback. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work to play quarterback like that.
0: Craig, can I just jump in one more quick comment? I know I've been talking. Sure. Sure. Hey, I asked. Yeah, go ahead, right buddy. Not to belabor Sky too much, but Patrick Mahomes gave Sky Moore an opportunity to to make a very defining play for his young career on a fourth and two. He went for it all and threw a, threw a beautiful throw to Sky Moore, which the narrative today is, first off, the Chiefs might have won. Sky Moore comes up with a big play in a big moment. Maybe that propels his confidence. And Sky failed again. And that's just... I, if that ain't a microcosm for what we're dealing with right now, I don't know what is. I really like that. W- that play is like this whole thing embodied to me right now. And so I'm just, that's really, it's just trading, whatever you want to say, like all of it. It's just, it's, they tried. They tried. Now go fix it. Sorry. Go, Craig. You're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, when you
3: look at this wide receiver room here, like you got a guy that they're paying $11 million to MBS that had an excellent AFC championship game. And we thank him for that. Um, and then had a good game last week. A uh, decent one, you know, good one. You've got Justin Watson, who is a <laughs> fever one, which, you know, Hey, good, good for him. Uh, probably not the future of this wide receiver room. Like uh, that's scary if he continues to be wide receiver one for very much longer. Hey, it's a two year deal two year deal, Craig. That man's on I'm under contract. Like sharpie him in right now. You've got Richie James who wants out of Kansas City because they traded for McCole Hardman, who (laughs) guess what, Patrick Mahomes doesn't trust. Um, but we we've seen that for you know four years now. So trust issues aren't better with McCole Hardman. There, you've got Justin Ross on the exempt list, and he's done next to nothing at this point. He's basically the, the wide receiver seven on this team at the moment. Sky's on track for 350 yards. Kadarius Tony's on track for 230 and can't play a full game. Like I I just listed every wide receiver not named rishi rice right there and none of them are have anything that is really defining or with only and frankly only one of them justin watson is a guy that you're like hey let's bring him back next year let's let's have some confidence that he can play a role for this team next year not wide receiver one ideally but a role that you can't have a wide receiver room like that the chiefs tried to go young they tried to get development. I said it on the post-game show yesterday. They entrusted this to this coaching staff to develop young wide receivers. We are now several years into these experience experiments with taking young wide receivers and hoping to develop them and not getting development at this point. Like it, It's just not happening. And this year, rather than trying to insulate it like they have with other years with the Juju Smith-Schuster, with a Tyreek Hill, with a Sammy Watkins, with these guys that are veteran wide receivers that, you know, feel how you want about them, they are better than anything on this roster right now. They insulated the group. And for whatever reason this year, they just said, you know what? I know we haven't been able to develop them, but we're going to count on 15 to escalate his play, elevate his play in such a way that it makes this young group of wide receivers that we haven't been able to develop very well historically into, you know, Pro Bowl-level players, into these really good players. And through eight games, we haven't seen it. Now, there's a lot that they have to turn around here. Maybe we pivot to that now that we've been talking about the wide receivers here. How does this go forward? What can they do to try and recognize? Real this? quick. Because- I'm sorry, yeah, Craig. Yeah, I got to okay, do it to okay, you. Okay. I got
2: one more Mahomes things. I got to get it off my chest. Okay, because go forward, go me fighting it on yeah. Twitter for, for two weeks now. Um, trust doesn't just mean like, oh, hey, I think that guy's going to catch the ball. Trust is like code for anticipation and timing. Mm -hmm. So when you watch the Chiefs play, count how many timing routes you see to non-Travis Kelsey. You're going to barely use one hand. It's just not going to happen. There isn't a trust that guys are going to come open where Mahomes thinks at the right time. So that's fine. You can play. Now you play reactionary. Mahomes has enough arms still, obviously, that he can wait till a guy is open to throw the football. And that's what you see him doing. You see him to everyone that's not Kelsey and Justin Watson occasionally wait until a guy breaks open, then he throws the ball. He waits to see the break and then throws the ball because he doesn't trust them to get open. He can't throw with anticipation because he doesn't know where they're breaking, how they're breaking, and if they'll be open. That's fine. You can play that way. But guess what? When I'm reading to the left and I got to read one, two, let's just say two, to the left side, if I have to wait for them to get out of their break over here, guess what I'm not on time to back here? Everything else. So I can't read one, two, three, four, five across the entire field, left to right, if I have to wait for every single person to completely finish their route stem and their route break before I feel comfortable throwing them the ball. You can blame Mahomes if you want to for not feeling comfortable doing that, but look at what he's working with. Look at what the guys have shown him. You can't blame him. So when people keep saying, oh, but look, this guy's open on the back like I get it. Yeah, maybe a guy did get open on the backside and Mahomes didn't get to him, but why did he not get there? because he's waiting for Sky Moore to come out of his break to see if he's going to work backwards with the ball. He's waiting to see if MBS is actually going to get win across a corner's face. Like, trust means more than just trusting a guy to catch the ball. There's a lot that goes into it. So if you want him to just, quote-unquote, look at the field and wait for someone when someone's open, throw it to him, then you're going to have to deal with him being late to stuff on the other side of the field sometimes. And that means he might not see everybody that gets open because he's late. Like, it all... It's snowball effects. And like, it just, we. I think you have to get that out there because I think too many times you get screenshots of guys open on the backside without comprehending why the ball is not going to him. It's because he's not looking there yet because he's waiting for the other guys to maybe get open or maybe not.
0: The vast, vast majority of the phrase trust is nothing to do with catching the football. Like nothing. Uh, except like, for in Kansas City, maybe. I just, look, I, but like, no, it's it's primarily like, I don't trust you to be where you're supposed to be. I don't know if you're going to be exactly where I need it to, you to be. And if you're not, I'm screwed. Because I'm going to throw this ball into this triangle of three defenders that you're in between. And I don't believe that you're going to do exactly what I want you to do. And so, you talk about, we talk about, like, I think the play calling is hamstrung because of it. And I think, so, I, I mean, it is hamstrung. Like, and I think we saw this, like, I'll tell you this. And like, this isn't me, like, this isn't me bragging. But this is me saying, I called two plays on the first possession to Tucker. I told him exactly what plays were going to be run. And I think it's just because they're having to go back to like, they're just like some of the basic square one stuff. And some of the like, just, they tried to shovel to Rishi. I called the shoulder, and then I said, uh, Kadarius Tony's carrying, they're, they're running this little counter with Kadarius Tony. And then he lost yardage running into somebody. I just, I think that they're, they have a, they have a they have an identity crisis on offense, and that's what it like. They just I don't think they they don't have an identity, and that's the biggest problem. And so they're trying their best to get creative with simple stuff that they think that this group can execute. And I just the hamstringing like so the third down swing route out of, a third and five swing route that they threw in the you know in the high red like. They don't trust Mahomes. They don't. Tr- they don't trust this team to to run drop back on third and five. And it's like, that's, yikes, yikes. So I'm just, I one well, yeah. I want to laugh. I, I I think it's hilarious the whole Richie James thing because Richie James was was also sold by some as part of the solution, and he's asking to be traded and the Chiefs don't have a spot for him like I just I don't know why that's so funny to me but like he was part of the solution and like Richie James season was upon us and it didn't even materialize to anything alright so we, uh, we're we like what 18 hours now 19 hours from the trade deadline um this is do or die for this team decision making at the wide receiver spot are they going to do something are they going to make a move um you know, some reports are that they won't. But, like, and I, and I, BJ made a good point. Like, it's going to be difficult for any wide receiver to step in here. And, you know, I see,
2: I get that I get it. And we're talking about like a run of the mill guy that's trying to get 500 yards in a year, just a jag starting wide receiver. Sure. You, you want to tell me, I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to get any of these players, but you want to tell me that a guy like Mike Evans can't step into any team in the NFL and be a productive wide receiver after two weeks? I, I don't I don't buy that. I don't buy that Terry McLaurin couldn't walk onto any other team and by the time week eleven comes around, still be a wide receiver one type of player. Like I just I don't buy really good players, even in this offensive system, need that much time. I think you've seen Multiple wide receivers throughout the years that they have come in and have been already really good have hit the ground running. It's when you come in to bring in guys that need to elevate themselves that take them a while. So I just, I do push, like I BJ obviously has a better understanding of like what that's like for the players. It's just, I really think a guy that's really good, it w- would hit the ground relatively running. Like I just have a hard time
3: buying it. Well, especially since we're not saying, okay, well, they got to trade for a player right now, and he's got to fly to Germany, and he's got to be a hundred and fifty-yard receiver against the Miami Dolphins next week. This every conversation about this team now—they are good enough, you know. Especially since you thank goodness this defense has been as good as they have for the first eight weeks of the season. This this team would look a lot different. This record would look a lot different. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to win the AFC West. They are going to be a major factor once January and February come around. It is all about getting to that point and being at your best. So when we look at this roster and we say, how can they get better? We have now tried this for eight weeks with these wide receivers There is not a ton of practice time during the week. Mike DeVito talks about it all the time. He's like, I don't understand how anybody makes it in the NFL anymore. He's like, I, I, he even says, I would not have made it in today's NFL. I needed all the two-a-days, all the extra practice time, all the extra padded practices and everything like that to prove that I could pick up the scheme and play within it to this coaching staff. They don't have that luxury. They don't have that ability. It's not like all of a sudden they're going to sit down during the bye week and, you know, move some levers up and down. And all of a sudden the wide receivers are good and make a significant improvement here. That's not going to happen. So they either need to fabricate something with Scheme, which, you know, they're run the ball a little bit more, try and get Patrick on the move a little, and run some more concepts that feature some of these guys that are maybe. Timing-based plays that are single reads instead of having to rely on check one and then move across the field. Whatever the case may be, schematically that can still happen, but you're still limited ceiling-wise with this group. That's why we have been talking about trading for a wide receiver for a long time because even if he's not ready for Germany, even if he's not ready for Philly coming out of the bye, you got a guy that you believe can make this offense operate the way that Andy Reid is trying to make it operate right now in a way that moves the needle for this team. And right now, you, you've got less than 24 hours at the time of this recording to figure out if you can add that player to this. And it doesn't come cheap, so you're either going to be mortgaging the future or you know, you're know you going to stick with this group and try and make schematic changes. And I personally know the one that I think moves the needle the most and that is mortgaging the future unfortunately
0: well let's go do it <laughs> who is it who is it yeah oh. <laughs> i don't know call
3: call eric B enemy and say hey buddy i i know we didn't get you that head coaching job that you wanted coming out of kansas city here but can you do us a solid and send us a terry mclaurin can yeah, you send us
2: does it sound like Chase Young or Montez Sweater are going to fetch a first-rounder in, 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 in for a trade? So, like, if they're really trying to move on from Sam Howell and compete going forward with that team, and, like, maybe it gets a little tricky when you're dealing with what's probably a coaching staff that's going to be gone soon. But still, like, I don't know what the the rationale is, but, like, they they need first-round picks. Like, if they are open to moving on from Terry McLaurin and you they are willing to move on from him, hey, like, that's a call you make. The Chiefs aren't going to get Terry McLaurin most likely at any point in time where they pick in the draft. Obviously, Terry McLaurin went in the third round, yada, 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 like you can, but the odds tell you that you're not going to hit a guy like that very frequently where the Chiefs are going to draft. Same thing can be said, and to a bigger extent, and Minnesota would be silly for we do it, you call about Justin Jefferson, you call Tampa about Mike Evans, you call people about wide receiver ones and just see what they see what they're going for, right? You see, those guys, I feel like they can all come in And by, again, three, four weeks from now, they can all be wide, not just wide receiver ones on this team, but be NFL wide receiver ones while they're here. Like, that matters. Then, even past that, I think you got to call out, what I don't want to see the Chiefs do, and I don't think they would, is trade for an average guy. And I don't know who's available that's an average guy. Not Jacoby Myers, but Kendrick Moore just got hurt for the Patriots. I think he's out for the season. But if he didn't get hurt... Trading for him, while I like him as a player, and he'd be the best wide receiver, I don't think that moves the needle. It's like, there's a certain level the guy has to be, which requires more draft capital, but you look for those guys. Arizona, I think, recently said they're not, they want Hollywood Brown to be part of their future, but they're also Arizona, and like, what are you doing with the guy <laughs> on the end of his rookie deal? You call them- Also Arizona. <laughs> you, see what they, you see what they want for Hollywood Brown, because he is going to be expiring soon. It's just, there's a lot of guys out there that I do think would come in and matter, the Chiefs would just have to be willing to give up the draft capital. And for the kind of guy they need, it's probably a first round pick, maybe a second, depending on who it is.
0: Um I I want to just like add one little caveat to all of this, um with just with just everything, because like we have our frustrations with the situation and how it's been handled at the wide receiver position. I will also add, because there is so much context to, you know, all these conversations. If the Chris Jones situation in the Cats brothers restricted the Chiefs' ability to make a move at the wide receiver position that they were wanting to, uh, I'm pissed, okay? So I will just add that caveat. If that is a piece of this conversation and we find out at some point, it is something that is actively keeping this team from potentially achieving their ceiling. So, uh, it, I just, it is a, there is a non-zero chance that that has a factor in how the Chiefs have had to handle their off season. So if that becomes true and we ever hear about that at any point, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to be best just so you know. So just another, mm, I, I mean, this team was held hostage. For a large oh, chunk of
3: the okay okay hold up we don't know we don't know the full side of the, the discussions here I mean we, we have heard this team say multiple times yeah we'll get that contract done in July if they didn't come to the table to Chris Jones before July guess what the receivers were gone like there 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 are two sides was Nuke so, gone no no Kay. but Nuke signed for a bigger deal and Nuke looked real I mean, good he did ditches he chose he chose uh he
2: chose the money to go play to go play for the Titans um and like hey if he was an option for a much lesser pick i would happily welcome deandre hopkins to this team because guess what i've seen it of. nuke and uh, Rasheed rice don't overlap as much as i thought they might so <laughs> hey we can fill them <laughs> both together let's roll
3: Nah, that dream, that titans that titans team uh, listen the, the, they they've got a little bit to play for and will jeans looks okay so uh i I'm fine with them. What about so
2: Hunter renfro has been thrown out there. I don't think the Raiders would trade with the Chiefs, although a player like Hunter Renfro, who they don't use at all, maybe like who would care? Um, I don't think he does anything for the Chiefs. That's one of those guys that I don't think moves the needle to matter at all. um it just doesn't it just doesn't matter. I don't think I, I right? think it
0: would, but they just don't use I mean he is slot only he is like and that's just not I don't know. I don't. They wouldn't okay. put outside ever. But
2: ask you guys a quick question. Go around the horn. Which player, if the if the Chiefs made a move, who would it be for? Like, if the Chiefs make a trade for a wide receiver,
3: who is the guy that it would be? Not will they? Not who do you want? If they do it, who would it be? John Dotson. We know that they. We know that they liked him. I think they probably cost a little bit less. He's still on a rookie deal. Obviously fits under the cap. Like all of those. So does Terry McLaurin. not trying to say that, but um, maybe a guy that the commanders might be looking at and going, I don't know that we're signing him to a second contract, so let's get a pick now. Yeah. I don't know, man.
0: Like, realistic.
2: Yeah, just who, if if they make the move, who is it? You wake up tomorrow morning with a Chiefs trade for wide receiver blank, who is the player they trade for?
0: QG looked more explosive yesterday
3: than I thought he would. Kendrick Bourne is hurt. Juju is staying with that team. They're they're not giving up.
2: Yeah, are you sure? I yeah, I don't. I'm with I'm with Craig. If Kendrick Bourne was healthy, I would say 100. But um, like with Kendrick Bourne out, I think they need him. Like I I think they don't have that guy.
0: Pop Douglas is balling for them. Uh, I don't know. I, the Giants are trading or are showing willingness to trade. Like, do they go like?
1: Can you pick
2: somebody already?
0: <laughs> no, he can't. Goodness. Steve Slayton, Slayton. low hanging fruit because the Giants are trading. I just Steve yeah. Slayton Darius, Darius Tate. Darius Slayton. Yeah, did I say stem? <laughs> yeah, that's all right. West Virginia legend Steve <laughs> yeah. Slayton. That's a yeah. Okay, oh uh, that's a deep pull. That was that's before something. Tucker was watching college football. Um, Anyways, Matty, who's yours? What if I saw this in
2: the chat, so I, I don't mind it. What if the Seattle Seahawks want to recoup some draft picks? They want to get JSN involved more. They have JSN DK Metcalf. half. What, what if Tyler Lockett? Tyler Lockett's
3: available. What? If, yeah, Tyler Lockett if gets up? separation. So what if
2: what if, I saw? Yeah. I did see that in the chat. I, I lost who had said it. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's another Wyander one here. Um, but yeah, like what if they've seen enough from JSN? They like to live and heavy a little bit. They don't like the. They don't love eleven personnel. What if they're like, "Hey, to get our rookie out there, maybe we can recoup some of the draft picks we just lost in trading a lot for Leonard Williams, an expiring 29 year old defensive tackle, um, and we can get some draft capital back for him." What if we send Tyler Lockett to the Chiefs?
3: How how Love much him. do you think a, that, yeah, I do too. To be to be clear, I, w- I would be on board with that. How much do we think a 31 year old Tyler Lockett that is under contract for two more years for? 15 a lot million and 15 million for the next two years, two $15 million cap hits there. So it's not one of those things that you're looking at and going, Oh, we're cool with paying a 32 and a 33 year old, you know, player $15 million a year to play wide receiver for us. I don't, I don't know about that. So you think it's a lot, you think it's a second round pick? Uh,
2: I don't know. I, I honestly don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, that I just don't. Th- I, don't, I, don't have, I don't. I don't have. I don't have a lot of confidence they're actually going to do this. This is like. No, I don't. Just, I'm very defeated right now. Thing. I mean, listen. <laughs> I, I,
2: I, I thought the Chiefs need speed. Like I'd go see whoever's the fastest wide receiver available. They did bring Hardman in, and like I think he's getting open occasionally downfield. So like I don't think there is a desperate need for speed the same way there was a couple weeks ago before that. Like on this team, they added some with Hardman, so like that that lowered my Hollywood Brown like take a little bit. A couple weeks ago, I was strong on that because I thought they could have used. His ability to actually get vertical, I'm lessening on that just because of Hardman, but I still want to hate it. Uh, Terry McLaurin, he gets vertical, like that's the one I want. I think that's the dream one. That's a realistic one, like would make some sense, but it's only realistic in the the Chiefs would have to offer a lot, kind of sense.
0: You know what I mean? Hollywood would be a rental too. Um, you don't think they'd sign him long term after that? Maybe. I mean, like it, you get nine nine. I I just I, that would be a piece of the compensation puzzle. Like I think that would be very interesting. Um, just because, I mean, I I don't know it
2: I think I want Mike Evans. I love Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans is well pacing to have his 10th straight 1000 yard season. Just like, just let that sink in. This man is literally the Jared Allen version of wide receivers. He is just putting up ridiculous stats at a position group. that only rare play, like literal hall of famers are the only people matching what Mike Evans has done. Like save him from Baker Mayfield
0: don't hate that either. I just, yeah, I don't know. It it seems like there's some level of um, belief that they're not going to make a move and they're going to roll with this group and bank on one of the worst statistical receivers in football and well, one of the least productive per opportunity per snap receivers in football to figure it out. We'll see. Hopefully they make a move. I mean, you know, there's still some time. We're holding out hope, but um. yeah I'm not overly optimistic but I would if like they to don't are you make
2: panicking it. okay this would be one word if they don't not panicking but if they don't like what level is your concern at what is your concern level if they don't make a move at wide
0: receiver out of 10 give me a number
2: yeah 8
0: 8 what if what about this what about this what about this where it makes you think that they're not gonna just double Travis and force Sky Moore to do like to make a play like yeah. No, no that's absolutely
3: what. That. Yeah. I, nothing. Gonna that's absolutely what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I'm, a
2: thir- so, well, I'm, I'm like a five. I'm going to throw a little bit of faith to Andy and a little mm-hmm. bit of faith to Pat that Pat will play I a little bit it. better than he has. And I think the situation hasn't been great, but I think he can still play a little bit better than he has. I think Andy can be a little bit better than he has. And you do those things and you can do just enough. Now, do I feel great about them beating four straight really good teams if they have to with this wide receiver room? No, I don't. So that's why it's still a five. But like, you know, I think one
0: with five. I mean, I think they is, is this is this my, the biggest six is, is biggest red flag we've seen? Yes, yeah, and that's what like, that's what is, my
3: six is predicated upon because they're sitting here. They're going, wow, we tried this for eight weeks and it didn't work. I mean, Andy's stubborn, but he ain't that stubborn. Like at a certain point, it's going to be okay. Well, we're already seeing it with Rasheed. He's playing more outside. He's playing more snaps. They they have eased him in here. So it's not a situation where they're sitting there just going, all right, well, this is what it is, and that's only what it's going to be. They'll make adjustments at some point, and it'll be fine at some point. It just is that fine good enough to do the damage in the playoffs that we have come to expect from this offense
0: under Patrick Mahomes. I think it might be the biggest red flag they've had. It may be in the Mahomes era. I don't know. I don't know. I'm concerned. We'll find out. We'll see what they do with the trade deadline, and we'll see how they do against a a very big opponent for them. They will be playing the Miami Dolphins in another country here in uh, less than a week. It's a very big moment for this organization in this season and their opportunity to run it back and win another Super Bowl back-to-back. That is going to do it for this episode of the KC Laboratory. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you, and we will catch you later.